Thank you for listening to Sports Unfolded here on Anchor. We want to thank Anchor for everything they've done. It is easy to use, so I suggest everybody get out there and make a podcast, put it on Anchor, and show it to the world. So once again, thank you for watching Sports Unfolded on Anchor. Thank you very much. Hope to hear from you soon. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome to The Wrestling Den. I apologize about the further delays for episode six. This is just kind of seems to be the, the trait of the show is that, you know, we might not show up at seven, but we definitely will be heading by eight. So there's that. But uh, yeah, uh, we are we are live every Thursday, typically at 7 p.m. Uh, on Rhode Island Broadcasting. And you can find us on YouTube and Sports Unfolded at Sports Unfolded. And you can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook at the Wrestling Den on Facebook and at Wrestling Den TM on on the old Twitter because somebody took the Wrestling Den. So either way, um, this is our premier source of all things wrestling. Uh, welcome, as always, Nick, my co-host and my special referee that I talked about as of last week, who's helped me keep Miss Liz. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, Miss Liz, yeah. This is the guy. This is the guy that helped me win the belt. By the way, uh, I do have a huge announcement before we talk. So tonight's episode is going to be about tag teams, right? Um, but before we get into that, a huge announcement. I have a huge announcement. We uh, we are officially sponsored by none other than the Slim Jim itself, dude. Yes, my special guest referee brought this thing from, it looks like from back in time, dude. Or a snap into it. Yeah. Oh yeah, snap into a slim jim. Oh, oh I, I, yeah. I you were gonna say we were we were sponsored Chuli's gum. We are sponsored by Chuli's gum, and and just as as real as Chuli's gum is, is as real as our sponsorship of Slim Jim. Anyways, my co-host Nick, my special guest referee Trevor. So, um, tag teams. That's. Tonight's episode, Nick. You can talk. I'm not. I'm not saying silence yourself. You can I'm, talk. I'm, I'm, le- I'm letting you finish your intro. I'm like, finished I'm, with my tirade. Okay. They're I'm trying to be a, a good co-host. I'm. I'm trying to allow you the space to grow into the personality, the podcasting personality that you'd love to be. I'm we ain't got time for any of that. Host. We ain't got time for me to grow. It's it is seven fourteen, baby. We got enough time to be right, talking right. tag teams. Ain't, ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ain't nobody got time. No, uh, as far as tag teams go, uh, Rick, why don't we, uh, you know, open with this list that we that came out. This is uh, almost a week ago, I think it was. It was the dub. Is the list of the top fifty WWF slash WWE tag teams of all time of all time and now yeah and you got to realize that this list is going to be very wwe centric so you're not going to get mercy you know exactly you're not that, yeah you're not like you're not going to see the young bucks on here obviously so my my point being um you know you take it with a grain of salt them. but since, since since we are wwf wwe fans this tag team list will um uh, will resonate with us, but I think it'll be. Uh, what gives, Trevor? What do you mean? You, you, give me, you give me a Slim Jim that doesn't open? Like, 
Oh, I'm not coming in there and open it for you. That's yours. You're supposed to be my special guest referee. This is what I'm not paying you for, you know? <laughs> I'm not going to pay at all. You guys might be wondering, why do I have a special guest referee on right now? Well, that's because, if, ironically enough, so me and Nick are, are host and co-host, and, and Kenny, who uh, is with us in spirit right now, um, as, as my, my co-host. God bless, <laughs> God bless. Everybody, please uh, F's in the chat for Kenny if you can at some point in time. Um, yeah, I have a special guest referee here because I have a co-host who is in cohorts with another co-host of mine. And I don't think it's quite fair that your undisputed, undefeated champion has to sit here and take this punishment every week, week in and week out. And I'm a reigning, defending champion. Yeah, I'm a reigning well, defending what champion. you should notice is, is that, that, look, I I came to the ring. I came to the ring alone. I don't know about you. You try to come with a, with, a, with, with, a, with a partner, but your partner right now is is, is being held up. You know. And, and he's being questioned because it's, it's a one-on-one, -on -one, not a two-on-one. -on -one. So I got a referee here to make sure things are official because I'm not going to lose this belt on the grounds that you and Kenny are going to gang up to try to get the what, belt. What, what about this skeevy bring-your-own-referee-to-work-day kind of BS am I looking at here? It seems to me like you're just stacking the deck. And, and I mean, I'm not going to complain. I'm just going to win the thing fair and square regardless <laughs> of the deck stack. I'm going to put you up in the rack. And you're going to be tapping. You're going to be calling for it. And, and then your referee's going to hesitate to call for the belt, but he's going to know that it, it's inevitable. Real, he's gonna real know quick, though, Andre the Giant didn't need a teammate. All he needed was a crutch. Right, and you're <laughs> using your referee as a crutch? Is that the statement you're trying to make? No, I'm not using my referee as a crutch. I'm using my referee uh, like a referee should be used to make sure that this, whatever you want to call it, is, is fair and square, okay? Because I don't need you... You know, going going about with with me, the champion, and and trying to pull some some shady stuff tonight, okay? Because with the belt being on the line, yes, the belt is on the line. I want to make sure that every single Wait, tag team is talked about. Trevor, you do you smell that? Do you, no, do you smell? It smells like smells like fear. Fear. There ain't nothing yeah, to fear funny. here. I've been in the danger zone. Battle in this list, yeah. I mean, Gene Oakland. There's a reason why I'm right, champion. Well, defending. If I was scared, if there was fear, if you smell fear, yeah, you wouldn't see me right now. I wouldn't be here. I'd be fixing my tire. Yeah, that's that was my, my reason for why I was late. My tire, yeah. But I'm here. That's the reason. Rick, that, yeah. Rick, Rick, you and your your. That's your Mr. Macho left. Man Ricky Savage to you, yeah. Yeah, Ricky Savage, you and your and your crooked referee and all your excuses—that's the thing that's really tired. Trevor, you gonna let him call you crooked, dude? Like you're supposed to be a fair <laughs> official here, and you're just gonna let this guy just downgrade you like real quick? Don't let a guy well, have a PlayStation I mean, hat. Don't let this guy—he hasn't played PlayStation forever. His kids play it. Don't let him fool you, man. This guy's—he's rusty, just like his ring rust. This guy hasn't wrestled in years. Let alone watch wrestling. Like, when's the last time we watched that? That was like SummerSlam two years ago. Don't let this guy fool you. Man. No, la last time I watched it was SummerSlam '91. Obviously. Well, yeah. Besides <laughs> that, I was four years old. Well, besides <laughs> that, I think it's time we get this matchup started. Ah, so let's let's dive into the list. You got Rick. You got the list. You ready to I, go? I got I got the list. I I forgot to send it to Trevor. Um, oh, Trevor. Just type 50 greatest tag teams of all time for WWE. It's like the first one. You can't just miss it. Yeah. it to me. <clears throat> 
I, I got a Slim Jim in my hands. I'm still trying to open it. It's taken me like this whole show so far to figure out how to open this dang thing. I'm like, I'm really tempted. I want it. Snap into a slim, <laughs> snap into a Slim Jim, but let's not snap into it. Let's let's slowly open that packaging and we'll and we'll, we'll ease into a Slim Jim. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I like that. That was good. That 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 right there is like like a like that was a nice two cow right there. You know what I mean? I'm gonna give that to you. That was a nice right, two cow. Right gotta get the shoulder up at the last. Yeah, you know, just a, a quick kick out. We're not gonna make this a quick match. All right, so the Bushwhackers are number fifty. No surprise there. The Bushwhackers. Right, right, right. right. SummerSlam '91. So. They were fed to um, earthquake and typhoon. What, 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 what's that terminology they use for that? What the natural disasters? Yeah, when when somebody's well, not like somebody's being fed. Like, what was it, what was it? Sheep to uh, sheep are being led to the like slaughter. Lambs, like lambs, lambs to the slaughter. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's what the bushwhackers were. They came out all exciting, and, you know. And, Rick, here's what I'll say about the bushwhackers. Like, they're not they're not the most legendary of tag teams, but they are a team that people fondly remember. From you know that era, that it happened to be around when wrestling was in a in a valley in the early '90s, and so I mean, you say what you want, they're not the most technically sound. They, they were just there to to just hype up the crowd, do their thing, you know, become just, <clears throat> just we, another entrance in WWE games, and and like to me, I think um, you know they were. I, if I want to put them against a tag team that you would think about now, that would be like that, like a hype team. It, it would kind of be like um, maybe the Street Profits. Not well, even. I, would, I, I say the Street Profits have more credibility than the Bushwhackers. The Bushwhackers are really no, no, no. Now here's the thing with that. Uh, so like Bushwhackers, uh, when you start the list, like top fifty WWF WWE tag teams of all time. When you start with the Bushwhackers, now it sets a precedence. It sets the tone. And now it feels like I'm going to compare every tag team that's not on this list to the Bushwhackers, to the Bushwhackers for the rest of the time. Be like, oh, yeah. uh, was this see, tag team? What, what, like, like, for instance, I don't, again, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to skip forward and see who else is on the list here. But like, say that um, TNA, like Test and Albert, aren't on this list or something. I would really you hope. rank the Bushwhackers <laughs> above TNA? Would you rank the Bushwhackers above the, the next God, list on the, uh, next the next next group on the list? Actually, <laughs> like all right. So 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 who do we got here? Uh, the it's next, too oh, cool. Yeah. So would you put Bushwhackers above too too cool? No, no, too cool. Uh, being at forty nine now, see me. I might rank them a little bit higher because to get over in that time. You have to be a, a hot commodity, a, a genuine hot. I don't. Commodity I, so because... I, I looked at the list. Okay, like uh, that's the spoiler. I we both looked at the list. Uh, with mm -hmm. too cool being at forty nine and seeing who else is on this list, I'm very disappointed that they put, and even the Bushwhackers because even though they weren't a team that was like, oh man, this is like you know like the Heart Foundation, like a team that you like legitimately <laughs> care for. They were still a staple in history to the point where, like, I would still put the Bushwhackers over like eighty-five percent of like the, the newer tag teams, just because they were at least over with the crowd and they they were exciting in a way where they could carry. So, Too Cool is the same way, dude. Every time that entrance would drop, the lights would go down, and like they were hanging out with Rikishi, it was always a great time to be had, dude. They I had action figures of Too Cool because that's how cool they were. 
So for right. the well, yeah, yeah, abomination. What, what's so ridiculous about uh, Too Cool as, as a team, uh, as I was rewatching some of the Attitude Era, is like they come in as like, and it's like too hot Scott and, and too sexy Brian Christopher. And they were just obnoxious heels. And then uh, just it, like as a rib, it seemed like one week they just came out and they were being these kind of faux white gangster guy. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, they just thought they were too cool. And, and to me, it seemed like a joke. But they, but then they owned it. And with the outfits and the moves and the dancing, it just it got over. It got insanely over. So to me, too cool at 49. You could even rank them higher. Um, but again, that might be rose-colored glasses based on the Attitude Era. I, you know, to me. So, so with Bushwhackers, I'm at first, it's like, oh, you could probably rank those guys lower, take them or leave them. But with Too Cool, I, I genuinely feel like you could rank them higher. So, so I agree with you to be over and to be genuinely over like they were. Um, you could now what's going to happen? I'm going to say, is this team better than Too Cool as we go down this list? So, so moving on. So, Trevor, I just sent you the list as well. So, as, as a special guest referee, you're allowed to jump in at any time. And please do, because me and Nick like to cut each other off because we're <laughs> sure, yeah. so excited. Now, I finally did snap into this Slim Jim. Oh, yeah. Eventually get into a fact, Slim Jim. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm disappointed in the fact that it took me this long to snap into the Slim Jim. Snap into the Slim Jim. Then I get to talk about these guys over here. Freaking uh, bushwhackers and too cool. Kenny, my field reporter. He's out in the field. I see he's, he's he driving right now. <laughs> What's going on here? So to me, what seems uh, to be what seems to be is <laughs> right. Right. Well, what seems to be is that at forty-eight here we have uh, the Quebecers. I'm glad that you you said their name because I was going to definitely botch that in a way that. I, I probably didn't say it's probably the Quebecers. I don't know who they are, so honestly, I don't. Well, well don't here, really have much gonna, to say about the Quebecers. Um, yeah, I can't even remember who they are. Oh, don't worry, I, I got you guys. You know, some of us did. Uh, uh, the, <laughs> did two second, the two seconds of research it would take to type <laughs> that in. Some so of it's, us, uh... it's it's Jaco. And okay. Quebecer Pierre was Carl Ouellet, it says. It's probably a combination of, you know, like like Jacques Rougeau, for instance, I believe, if I remember right, he, he's the French announcer for the WWF. Oh. I might be thinking I might be thinking of one of the other Rougeaus, actually. Um I don't know why he got it, wait, he, so he got 48. I don't know who these guys are, but too cool and bushwhackers. Are are forty nine four fifty so that's right there, boom. I'm just gonna say. Well, well, one of them, one of them being um, the Mountie, and we saw him at SummerSlam. Oh, was he a part of that? So he, yeah, so he's one of the two Quebecers. Okay. Okay. So it's, it's basically um, him and some French dude that they get together and, and that probably was a French Canadian, two French Canadians getting together and making a tag mm -hmm. team. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh, they beat the Steiners uh, to become the tag team champions. It seemed uh, genuinely, some, like unlike some of these other teams, uh, of kind of a footnote. Uh, again, this is a take it, take it or leave it kind of thing. Um, I put the American males over these guys, but they were the, in the WCW. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the American males. If they were on WWF, I'd, I'd put them over 
as well. So that, that so brings us to the next gun? one. The smoking guns is Bart Gun oh, and, Bi and Billy Gun. Um, okay. So, so both of those guys obviously um, were into like Bart Gun is obviously known for winning the ball and then getting knocked out by Butterbean. And that's really. Oh, here's the guy who got knocked out by Butterbean? Yeah. That's that's one of them, and then He's obviously the guy Billy Gunn. I'm I'm sure we will see Billy Gunn again on this list at least twice. I bet you that we'll see Billy Gunn at least two more times. Um, that and that, that at least obviously once, but maybe once again with Billy and Chuck, we, we won't we won't know. But Smoking Guns for their time again, it's a little period in wrestling. They were the tag team champions, but they went up against like the Godwins, and they went up against, um, gosh, what was the name of that team? Um, the ones let me I'm trying to remember off the top of my head what those guys' names were. It was Chris Candido and um, the other guy. Nope, it, the name <laughs> escapes me. Uh, maybe I'm on the list, and I'll say that's who that was. Trevor, do you want to read the next team? I I'm can't pull up the team. You're literally going to be a referee then. <laughs> yeah, legit. Yeah, I, I... <laughs> Hopefully, you just provide yeah, some no, insight no, on he, who he's, it is. Rick, he's here for when you curse on X and disqualify you. That's really what I'm saying. The body yeah, Donnas. Well, well, right there. All right, I remembered. It's the body Donnas. It, that's Chris Candido and goodness gracious, I, I'm, do on I'm this doing list. I'm doing him a disservice right now. So uh, if we're gonna cover this whole thing, we're just gonna have to run through this thing. Like I, I don't think we can have enough time to be able to talk about every. Everything that, like strike no, that's, force. That's I, I'm just saying, smoking gun again. Um, in in their time in the vacuum that they were around, they were they were important. I, I'd say they deserve to be on the list in some form or fashion because without the smoking guns, you don't get the new age outlaws. So, I guess we'll we'll stick with it. So next up is strike force. This this can be brief as well. Strike force is. The I think team, the next two uh, can be streak. Well, the next one after this one too. Well, Strike Force is Rick Martel and Tito Santana, two guys who were more so known for, you know, what they did separately. Uh, most of the stuff Martel for is in WCW. He had a stint there where he was doing matches with like Chris Benoit and Booker T and stuff like that um, over the United States title. And then Tito Santana was the Intercontinental Champion. He's actually the guy that Mr. Perfect beat. To be the Intercontinental Champion, then his reign leads into SummerSlam 91 where Brett be beats him. So so show some respect for Chico. I mean, Tito Santana, as Jesse the Body would refer to him. Uh, next up is the Head Shrinkers. Uh, Rick, it, feel free to jump in when any of these mid-90s ones don't throw you for a loop. The Head Shrinkers is the team of... I'm sure Coco Beware is a part of it. <laughs> Voodoo Mama, Juju. Uh, Fatu, so that's that's Rikishi. And mm -hmm. then uh, Samu, which is which is another member of the... You got to remember, uh, like, I... That guy, the Samoan on, I was watching right, WWF. Right, right, right. I no, have no, not no, even again. watched anything old school WWF. That's what I'm going to be doing, but I have so, not so watched one, like, one any of, of these teams. Rick, one of the original Wines, Wild Samoans was their manager, and it, it was it's Rikishi, like young Rikishi. And another member of the Samoan dynasty. Uh, they were tag team champions uh, early 90s into the mid 90s. Um, again, you know, 
credit where credit's due. We could put him on the list. I put him over three minute warning any day. So I probably uh, would too, and I don't know who they are. Uh, which leads us <laughs> to the next one. This is kind of weird because this is the, these these two were tag team champions for like years or anything like some of these other teams. No, but I feel like their chemistry was great. Uh, if you really watch it, once you get to that part, Rick, you'll kind of realize Pac, that's the next team on the list. Spoiler. Um, yeah, their uh, number. Their their feud. Their number forty four. Their feud is more well known than than their tag team run and it is kind of stupid like like oh kane's my friend and x Pac is like the most over he's ever going to be by being kane's tag team partner and then they just treat kane like he's like he's a special ed student and x Pac's like that friend that cool kid at the lunch table who like invited him over and then their buddies now and like and i just like i used to like x Pac when i was younger but then watch the attitude there again made me realize that I absolutely think that he does. So, um, the, again, a, a, a mishmash pairing like that, Kane and X Pac. I mean, you're gonna put him over the smoking guns, too cool. I disagree, but such is life. Um, speaking of, I think we, I think we just got to see a different side of Kane's character, which Trevor, you would know about when Kane started showing those more comedic roles. Like, I feel like. Xbox and Kane was like RVD and Kane. Like it was obviously one of those teams that was not going to work out in the long run because there's obviously mm-hmm. more story behind it than anything else. Same thing with Daniel Bryan and Kane, but it just hey, I think hey it look, I'd him. say I'd say Daniel Bryan and Kane, team hell no. I'd say there's more story there, and it was a longer run than this I think Kane it was and Xbox. Oh, yeah. I, I, maybe team hell no will be on this list somewhere. So let us yeah, so we'll, say uh, that RVD and Kane are. Are good because that gave Spoiler us alert. They, they thought that Team Hell No was uh, 27, so obviously this list thinks that they were better than Xbox and Kane too. So there you go. Oh, look, I, I'm definitely with you on that. The next uh, on the list, 43, is Evolution, which I don't know if they're saying that's Flair and Batista. Just saying Batista. Were, they, yeah, it's well, just Batista and Flair. Oh, okay, specifically. Um, yeah, yeah. Batista so to me, they, they they were tag team champions. That makes sense, but like Orton's Intercontinental title run. But were they and, like really rememberable in terms of like a tag team though? Like, w- like I feel like most of these guys, besides like Too Cool and Bushwhackers, well, I, I can't even say like the Smoking Guns or the Head Shrinkers because obviously I don't know too much about. Them, but like Kane and Xbox, obviously it was like a team. They kind of just got shoved together. Maybe same thing with uh, maybe not so much Head Shrinkers, but I feel like like the Guns was Bart Gunn and Billy Gunn, but as far as sticking out as a 50 tie, I mean, you got 50 tag teams, so obviously they got to be listed somewhere. Right, right. But would I really put those guys over the names mentioned? Batista and Ric Flair, I would think so, yeah, because, you know, what was that, like 2007 or was it 2003? It was 2003, wasn't it? When Evolution right, was running right, right. Yeah, yeah. And to yeah. me, uh, I think it's just that they're, it's just filler. They're just trying to fill out this. It's not a natural tag team. It's just a, it's just another Which pairing. Number so forty-two. I, I, would how, be. About, how about this? How about this? Here's what we're gonna do. I say if it's if it's like a pairing, let's just briefly talk about it. But we'll move to the legitimate like something like something good tag team. You forty-two like Eminem. I, I I would say definitely give them you know credit where credits due. Um, I wasn't a huge Eminem guy, but the gimmick was fresh. Uh, Molina is the Molina. manager. Yeah, Molina was great, uh, you know, as far as, like, 
what she brought to the team. I, I like the paparazzi. I like the entrance. I like the look. These two young guys, they're hungry. But the thing I remember Eminem most for is Joey Mercury taking that ladder upside the face. Yeah, like that. Yeah, that's the thing I remember him most for. So um, I, I'd say where they are, I, I'd even rank them, you know, above, especially the next team on the list. We can just skip them completely because I can't stand them. Is the what? boys. Number 41, the nasty boys who are just nasty at nothing. Yeah, I, I'm just not a big nasty boys guy. A lot of these guys seem like. What if Trevor is? What if fine, Kenny Trevor, is? You can, Trevor and Kenny can be big, big nasty boys fans all they want. That's fine with me. I'm, I'm just saying. Um, they suck. Well, that's what we're getting at. If, you like, so we'll, if you're a nasty we'll boys fan, you were definitely like, you know, the same backlash that uh, one of the nasty boys' uh, wives faced against Hogan. No, and I'm sure I'm sure we're, that there's there's gonna be uh, some nasty boys fans out there are gonna be mad at us going forward, but that's uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know if they're watching right now, but uh, right, uh, all six of them, my old mama <laughs> sags and mama. Number knobs. forty, number forty is rated RKO, and I don't know why. Right. It, like, okay, so I didn't care for I rated RKO, but I don't, yeah, I don't know why it's so like low on this list. Like over some of the teams I'm seeing, like it's rated RKO worked for what it was. I think I obviously like Edge and Christian a lot better than Randy Orton and Edge, but oh, as far right. as a tag team, I feel like like <laughs> yes, they deserve to be higher than Batista and Flair. I don't know so much if they deserve to be I, higher than Eminem. Okay, well, but. well, you got to think, Rick. It, sometimes they're also rating these these mashup teams as like uh, you can't rate it as individual body of work either. You got to like the pairing of Edge and Randy Orton. But, but yeah, but if you think about it, 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 it set off like basically anything that um, Edge did after. Or sorry, right, Randy right, Orton, right. or both of them basically, Randy Orton and Edge. But Randy Orton, whenever he did a tag team, it would be something RKO, like bro, like RK Bro, that you know with Matt Riddle, like so RK. to them, RKO. Mm, I do see that, but like that's just basically like comes down to it. Like it was, it was two great singles guys. I think trying to be like the next two man power trip, and not as good, but. I say that because you're talking about two oddball guys that would never be a tag team, did not come up as a tag team, being put as a tag team. So when you make that face, that's what I'm referring to is the two-man power trip being two individual um, heavyweight right. Right. guys going together as a team. Like, that doesn't really happen too right. often. Right, it's, like it's, like it's the monsters. It's like – I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, no, it, really it, is, it, it is. It is. You're just like, oh, gosh, you know, that. how are these two going to be stopped kind of thing, this Austin Triple H type thing. But then, and then, then, this, like, was uh, the, this was the light beer version of that with Edge and Randy Orton. Like, yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah. Didn't really, they fizzled out. That, that beer right. fizzled out like, before so, they even so, got going. More truer tag team, Paul London 30, and Brian Kendrick. Number 39. 39. One of my favorite WWE tag teams, and yet they're – this is where they put them, but you know what? It's, it's all fair. I'm surprised. I'm surprised they're even on this list. I'm I'm surprised that Deuce and Domino aren't on this list. You know, over Brian Kendrick and Paul London, considering how little they really did to let those guys be. Um, you know, uh, I mean, but they went out there like despite everybody being against them and just doing their thing. Like when they started wearing pink knee pads, um, you know, they just didn't care anymore. Like that. That was the thing. I think I saw that. Go out, I was like, yeah, what if we just go out with like wearing a pink knee pad instead? And like, you know, they just stopped caring. So, unfortunately, as much as I love that tag team, um, they didn't really get much of a chance to shine. Obviously, uh, with Vince McMahon's whole death angle and Paul London corpsing on him and, and oh you know, gosh, losing yeah. his job. No, I think no, and Brian Kendrick, I think we end up remembering him more for being barefoot and 
being I a don't. weirdo. I remember him being spanky with, with Paul London. Um, me, personally, I wasn't a fan of any other – the Brian Kendrick iterations that came across, whether it was TNA right. or WWE, what have you. Right. Them as a tag team was like the, the early stages of MCMG for me. Like Murder City Machine Guns, my favorite mm-hmm. tag team. Uh, Paul London and Brian Kendrick used to be that for me. Like the modern tag team I would choose would be these guys, but they just – they're 39 right. for a reason. They're a product of their time, and and I'm I'm actually like where they're at is pretty fair. I mean, I might even put Eminem over them. My who put, was DIY? Uh, I, uh, I know who they are, but that's uh, Tomasa and Tomasa Chapa and Gargano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which again, um, it's interesting. A couple NXT guys get on the list. Um, who's going to give work was only on NXT because because they're more so well known for their singles feuds their um, split and then their matches but, so I forgot that's why I was thinking about DIY because that for some reason Eric Young was popping my head and I was thinking of Sanity but uh like DIY um I didn't get to come oh, in for right, their tag right, team right, run right. I came in for like the split because right. like I wasn't Stuff always watching you. NXT so me too, me too. and so, so like so, you mean, know and then it's like oh they get you got to think about they it. Get DIY way. They, back together. Maybe their split, maybe their split wouldn't have been as powerful. Like maybe you and I, if we watched it again, watched them as a tag, it might even be more powerful than it was before. So, so sometimes this in 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 the individual rivalry kind of gets over more if you remember the good times, you know. So um, brings us to thirty seven, which uh, is the world's greatest tag team. That's uh, Charlie Ha and Shelton Benjamin. Um, again, a lot of their stuff is, is SmackDown-based. The same thing like Paul London and Brian Kendrick and Eminem. A lot of these guys were part of that tag division in, uh, in SmackDown that was very well-known. You know? so and, and Charlie Haas Haw- and Shelton Benjamin individually, uh, 37's probably pretty... Pretty strong showing for the uh, the two young guys, Kurt Angle's proteges. What do you think, Trevor? <laughs> I'm just here. I'm just here. <laughs> All right, yeah, air window dress out. I see. So, <laughs> so um, for me, uh, I mean, uh, thirty-six money Inc. Uh, so that. I'm assuming this is that's what you think. Ted okay. Dossi <laughs> um, and IRS, right? I mean, they made sense. Mike Rotunda, I believe. And again, for their time, they, they feuded with who they. Losing you, Trevor. Is this happening for you too? What happened? Uh, can you hear Nick? No, he died. <laughs> so, rest. do I start the count, dude? Start the count, give us a 10 count <laughs> one, two, three, four. Oh, yeah, five. Can you hear about the witness? Six. The ending of St. Nick. Seven. Come on. Reconnect your internet. 
next tag team is yeah. uh, yeah. is uh, thirty five. Chris thirty five. Chris Jericho, the Big Show. Am I finally here? You're finally here. You're finally here. Oh, oh my gosh, yeah. But what, what's yeah. the what's yeah. next tag team? And Jer- first Jer- of all, Jer- Jer- how did you dare you, Hogan? Pretty big. To I'm not too, too familiar, familiar with. How dare you disrespect the Nasty Boys? I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> How dare he disrespect the Nasty Boys? Oh, we lost oh, Nick. Oh, oh. Nick. I don't understand. I don't... How dare you? How dare you? Don't act like you like, like, like the Nasty Boys. Well, name a well, match, name match, match that you lost. That you cannot remember the whole match. Nasty Brian Nobbs. Hogan's best friend. So much from so best much friend that he let his wife have a friend that he let his wife have a have a high five. Have a high five. We'll put it that way. We'll put it that way. Alright, anyways. Alright, anyways. Jericho. Jericho. I think the Gannis didn't have worked, but it did. Worked, but it did. <laughs> Anything Be with honest. Chris Jericho makes it, okay? Anything with Chris Jericho makes it. Even when it when it when it, it looks like uh, flabby and lion salt, ultra lion salt botches, botches. Even when he wears a little scarf and he walks, the list of Jericho. I didn't. I, I didn't did, care for Jericho. I didn't care for Jericho. I thought it was just I the name. It was just the name. I don't. I don't know why I'm echoing. I don't. I don't know why I'm echoing. Trevor's in the other room. Trevor's in the other room. No idea. No idea. I think Dominic went too. I think Dominic went too. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Might be Kenny. Kenny. Might be Kenny. Kenny. What's, what's the connection going on what's right there? You got going on right there. You got your speakers on. Yeah, that's me. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can also uh, hear us. Too. Can also hear us too. I don't know what happened to Nick. What happened to Nick? He he might he, he might be he back. might he might be back. You might be back. I mean, I don't have. I mean, I don't have any headset on. A headset on. So it can't be me. So it can't be me. And I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I don't think it's me. Yeah. Yeah. Like even even just be sure I even just be sure I turn off my one thing that would be one thing that would be echoing it. Despite the echoes, you can you hear, you can hear the echoes you can, you can, of you can how Jericho was a how Jericho was a a flop to me because I don't remember anything because I don't remember anything that they did. Um, um, the the natural disasters are the natural disaster. I think I pretty much summed them up. They were pretty much lambs to the slaughter for Legion of Doom. But I mean, like they were a heel tag team that like would hold their own because of their size, but. I mean, I think that was like the biggest grab for them was like their names, obviously being Earthquake and Typhoon. Earthquake and Typhoon. The size of the two guys. Did they were they great wrestlers? I don't think so. I don't think anybody thinks that. I think they were just there to be a big tag team. To basically, little guys would, uh, you know, obviously get stomped down and become hot tags for the for the bigger guys that would come in because that's what people would want to see. Is people come mm-hmm. in and like you know, oh, you know, like if Hulk Hogan faced. Like typhoon or earthquake, like like bigger guys coming in, fighting off these guys. That's what people wanted to see. People that could take these guys down. <clears throat> so, 
that was the uh, the big thing I think with earthquake and typhoon. Uh, I feel like natural disasters as a tag team again, uh, uh, a WWE household name. You know who they are. I feel like a lot more teams that we listed so far are above that, but they're gonna put them there anyways. So fair enough. I'm sure they won titles again. I have not watched all this, so I can't tell you. Um. But even then, there's a team that I remember more of, which is a new team, which is the Street Profits on number 33. So, okay. I've only seen a couple I've things from the Street Profits. This is really going to be on you guys to kind of tell me what hype you about the Street Profits besides them drinking cups and wearing crowns. and The way they interact with the crowd, that's, that's one of the things, one for, of me. things for me. Because when they enter, they, they have just so much just energy and everything with what they're going what on they're and going what, they're on, doing. what they're doing. Not only that, they're two gifted performers in the ring as well. So, I mean, I feel like one's more like a D'Lo Brown, but without the gift. And uh, Montez Fours, I, I feel like he's like the one who's going to go solo and make a career. Because I feel like the other one, really, to me, doesn't stand out much. It's more, it's more like Montez Ford is, is the show. And then this guy's here with him, just hyping him up as his hype man. And he wears gym shorts, so I'm not really too entertained by a singlet and gym shorts. I feel like that's a cheap, cheap way to get out of actually working on a good, decent attire like the guys that were listed above him, uh, such as the Bushwhackers or Eminem or Paul London and Brian Kendrick. Guys that like, I'm not saying I'm not taking any credibility away from them, but as far as me watching them and have what I've seen, it's really Montez Ford is what's hyping me up because he's all over the place with his energy. And yeah, the other one's got energy too, but. Uh, again, I if I saw those two split, I would know who's going to go further on the list and going to go off the list, in my opinion. All right. All right. Any interjections, boys? Any interjections, boys? They got great mic skills. Great mic skills. Great mic skills. All right. All right. Next number. All right. Jack and Gerald Briscoe. Number 32, and just in time for Nick to come back to talk about this great tag team. <laughs> Jack and Gerald Briscoe is what we're on. Number 32. Briscoe Brothers? I mean, in the original Briscoe, the original Briscoe Brothers. Oh man, I missed the I missed the natural disasters. I just wanted to talk about John Tenta again. He's he seems to be <laughs> uh, the uh the thread that holds us together. But as far as Jack and Gerald Briscoe goes. I mean, uh, why not Briscoe and Patterson if we're gonna go? You know, why not? He he heck, why not uh, the Mean Street Posse? I'm just kidding. Uh, again, I'm unfamiliar with their body right. of work. So fair enough. That we'll move us on to uh, the Bludgeon Brothers, Luke Harper and Eric Rowan at 31. Uh, right. Spinoff series of the Wyatt family. Two guys coming out with big hammers. Uh, that's basically the only reason why they became a tag team is because they're two big guys that were in the Wyatt family that knew each other. So you're going to say to me that this team deserves to be rated above the world's greatest tag team, London and Kendrick, no, Eminem, no. and uh, Too Cool in the Smoking Gun. Look, God rest Brody Lee's soul. There's nothing against him mm -hmm. or the Bludgeon Brothers, but I'm not going to also sit here and deny the fact that the Bludgeon Brothers uh, bludgeoned me to death with boredom so unfortunately for that tag team um there's nothing either one of those guys could do because at this time this was an experimental time after the white family did not work out which it did um 
but the Bludgeon Brothers were kind of just like a failed experiment to see what we could do with the same two guys and have them split away from Bray Wyatt. And nice. unfortunately, why don't we just go ahead and mosey on to the next number? Well, Kenny looked like he wanted to say something. I'd like to skip that, please, too. Okay. Okay. He really just got our back. So he just wants to move on. <laughs> British Bulldog and Owen Hart, number and 30. Owen Hart, number 30. Ah, now. Now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> yeah, let's skip it, yo. It's not even worth, I mean, no disrespect to Owen Hart. He was great, great. Davey Boy, great. Together? No. Nope. Together? Nope. Even though British Bulldog did British put on a wrestling clinic at uh, SummerSlam 91. Well, would, <laughs> with, I, with, I would say that, say that the Bulldog's power and Owen Hart's speed and uh, you know agility, and just like the British Bulldog's the team, I mean, it's a pretty good pairing, but I mean, again, it's a, it's another you know mashup of a couple guys who are in a stable, like John know. Morrison and the Miz at number twenty nine, mm-hmm. and even the Bar at number twenty eight. Like Miz and Morrison's an interesting team, uh, mm-hmm. but but again, uh, same thing with the Bar. It's just another mashup. I mean, Cesaro and Sheamus, and then they got a good run. I mean, and, I honestly and- never cared for Miz and Morrison, and even when people wanted them back. I just thought it was going to hurt both their careers because John Morrison, you talk about a guy who went to Lucha Underground and made a name for himself despite, you know, not being in WWE. This guy went to the Indies. He went to Ring of Honor. Like, this guy wrestled all over, but then you're just going to bring him back to be remembered as Miz and Morrison. And that was, to me, hurt his character the most is coming back to the WWE. All, all things considered, he should might as well collect that paycheck, right? But to bring him back for his possible last run, who knows, you know, who, I can't really speak for Morrison, but to put him against with the Miz, which was not a, like like not even a lucrative tag team, because everybody was like, "Oh, just like Jeff Hardy's No More Words." Like I don't care about No More Words. I don't want to hear no more about Jeff Hardy should come out to No More Words. It it sounds like uh like a, like a theme song for like a 2007 concert, not not a theme song for a guy who gets you hyped up on whatever the hell ecstasy he's on. Either way, right, right. Like I don't care about Miz and Morrison. I, I when and when Edge came into the Rumble and Randy Orton and him were looking down like, oh, Radio RKO. Both those teams, I didn't want to see come back to the WWE. I didn't want to see Radio RKO to get back together, and I didn't want to see Miz and Morrison get back together. Right. Anyway, that's how I feel about them. Just had to get that out there. Number twenty-seven is Team Hell No, a team we did talk about that is better than Kane and Xbox, arguably. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they they did a great job because I was not interested in Kane's character since he put the mask back on. But once he got together with Team Hell No, I was very invested in that storyline despite this horrible rendition of Mask Kane. So I I, I like their um their segments that they did. They were all standing like sitting around in a circle. Kane has a name tag that says Kane on it. Hi, I'm Kane, and it's just like it's funny, right? It slaps like funny, and then like right. when they would like. I am the tag team champions, and they would fight, and then we'd cut to commercial, and then you get things like, like I think when they hugged it out after they they pushed each other a few times, like mm-hmm. but they would like hug it out. The is dynamic it memorable? Is it memorable? A lot more memorable than some of these guys, like the Quebecers. Yeah, right, right. That, and that's so what I, I'm saying. So. I think they deserve a solid 27. I don't think Kane and Xbox should have been 
like that close to it, but at least for me, if I remember tag teams with Kane, that was one of the first ones. I feel like it should just slightly go above Dan O'Brien because it's just it's the first thing for me to see Kane as a side. Like, Anything as, with as X Pac in it, I can't get I can't get behind. That's fair. Uh, see, I'll give that to you. I so like anything with X Pac in it. I can't. I can't get behind to the new generation. And and, and this next team, this next team will benefit Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik by not having X Pac on their team. And so uh, Los Guerrero's number twenty-five. <laughs> I just have to throw that out, there because, that out really, there because I didn't really. Again, if I if I'm just skipping over it, it's because I didn't see it. So feel free to just chime in with whatever knowledge that you have, abundance-wise. Because I'm just kind of throwing out names. I don't really want like Los Guerreros. I like everybody loves Eddie Guerrero, obviously, because he's like you know Eddie and Java. Yeah, but to me, I didn't really care for the Los Guerreros when they were around. At, now, as I stand, I feel like they were a solid tag team because it was you know it was nephew and, and uncle, and they were working together, you know, and and it was cool. Like we lie, we cheat, we steal. But other than that, to me, it's just it was just a name and a way to kind of try to help boost Chavo to Eddie's level, but I just don't think it worked out for Chavo because Chavo never really got that, even when they broke up. Like, it was more so it was just kind of adding to Eddie's story, not really Chavo. Yeah. Um, Right, right, right. And that's how people mostly remember it, you know, and and Eddie takes the lowrider gimmick with him and stuff like that. And and, and after this is his, his world heavyweight title reign and stuff like that, or his WWE title reign. So... Like, like you said, I think most people remember that more fondly than the actual Los Guerreros tag team. So with that, though, we have reached the halfway point of the tag team list. And I think that's as good a place as any to pause. With Los Guerreros, and then we have, you know, the other teams to go through next 24 week. 24 through number one next week. So that's a good idea. Now we yeah. do also have Money in the Bank next week, next Sunday. Um, so keeping that in mind, maybe if we get through the next list, uh, if we have time, we'll probably talk a little bit of money in the bank, obviously not one of my favorite pay-per-views. Uh, so it's okay to keep it short because there's not really anything memorable that comes out of them other than Rob Van Dam's money in the bank briefcase. (laughs) I think what, I think what he's, he's saying is we didn't, we didn't, uh, I don't want to watch Money in the Bank. <laughs> it's good. Why? It's gonna. It's gonna be a feast, dude. It's gonna be a Money in the Banquet. Money in the Bank. Okay. If you ever say Money in the Banquet again, Money in the I'll, Bank. I'll, ra- I'll raise drink. your hand. I'll raise your I hand will. right in the middle of the ring in front of everybody. I will call disqualification. I will say. I, I will say that we did get along for the most part. Despite you having like a nine and a half count on being counted out, I think it was a ten. That's me personally. I think uh, I think Trevor might. No, I think I slid in right at the right at the last second. Nah, yeah, under the rope. Just got in. I'm sorry. Just got in. Either way, I don't think he won because there was there was a huge loss there that I had I had to to sum up. But I will say this: it's not it's not about. I don't think tonight was about taking the title. I think it was just about the defense. <laughs> yeah, it was about the defense. Oh yeah, Kenny. Unfortunately for you. They came in late to the defense, so you had you had to be Nick's manager. Yeah, you're always in his corner. Always so. in his corner so. So just remember the cream always rises to the top. <laughs> and I will say though, I, I think we worked out pretty well in terms of getting to the 25. We didn't get through all all 50, but 25. I will say for next week, 
Uh, we're going to prepare for, you know, I'll take off the shades. I'm going to replace these bad boys with these bad boys because I am a CFH, yeah. And uh, I'll replace the NWO at, yeah. NWO takes a rest for a night, yeah. We're, we're going to put on the old Macho Man, yeah. Randy Savage for the Mega Powers, yeah. I think that's what we're going to see, the birth of the Mega Powers next week. I figured this is a grand, uh, a good time, if any, to be able to bring us together for one more episode before you try to come for my belt one more time. And Kenny, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Kenny. I, I hope you bring a tag team partner next week. Because I'm taking your partner. Because I'm taking your partner. I'm ready. And I'm, I'm going to show him. I'm going to show him. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. We, we appreciate we, everybody we, who watches. Uh, thank you for coming out to episode six. I know that was, was kind of like a rush thing. Uh, next week we'll obviously uh, work on those kinks. Uh, <laughs> but as always, if you want to continue to follow us, you can follow us at The Wrestling Den on uh, Facebook. You can follow us at Wrestling Den TM on Twitter. You can follow us actually on Rhode Island Broadcasting, and you can follow us on Sports Unfolded at Sports Unfolded. We are live every Thursday, sometime around seven, sometime after seven, uh, usually. Uh, yeah, you could. Rick's saying you can follow our Kink blog or whatever the heck he's saying. You yeah. as a Wrestling Den is on. <laughs> Feel free to follow us somewhere. Uh, it's it's not hard to find us, and if you don't want to see us, you can and you can just believe in us and listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, and Google Podcast. And then you and then you can uh, gloss over us in a top fifty podcasting uh, wrestling podcast list some sometime in the future, twenty years. It's from not now. about the it's not about the ending of the race. It's about the the, the just the journey of the race. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my anyway. god. Either way, you guys have a wonderful night. This has been another episode of the Wrestling Den. We'll see you next time.